This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, friends. Today, we're talking about why you should embrace the suffering, whether you're racing or riding or running or just doing something, even if it's mundane, in your life for, I don't know, work or even pleasure. Learning how to embrace the suffering can be the key between you getting through something. Now, before I go any further, let me give you a little bit of a caveat here. And let me make one thing clear during this episode. Because there is a huge, 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 huge difference between physical pain that indicates a challenge and physical pain that indicates injury or, you know, something more serious that that means that you need to stop. Okay, so that's my little asterisk for this episode. And I want you to keep that in mind because I'm not trying to ask you to give yourself heat stroke or heat exhaustion or break a bone or something like that. Be smart about it, okay? There is a big difference between those two pains, though, because, yeah, things will suck. And then there's things that are like, ooh, hey, this is serious. I think I'm, you know, I'm experiencing heart palpitations or I'm experiencing dizziness, massive dizziness and disorientation. Those things are completely different. And I'm sure that's pretty much common sense, but I just want to be safe and I want you all to be safe when you're venturing into this challenge this week. So let's dive in and talk about this. Um, our entire lives, we are taught to seek shelter from pain or suffering. And, and look, you know, challenges hurt physically and mentally, but the act of embracing the suck or the suffering is where some magic can truly happen. And, you know, training and racing especially hurts even uh, hell, even weight training can hurt. I can say this from from personal experience, you know, whether it's that that last rep, the the heavier weight that you're pushing this week compared to last week or even four weeks ago, um, or maybe it's the increased tempo or time under tension if you're doing a different tempo routine. All of these things can cause increased fatigue and suffering in the pain cave. But all of these things also make you stronger, both physically and mentally. So rather than shy away from the pain or the discomfort, I'm I'm trying to suggest that you learn to lean into it. You learn to embrace it. Because I do find all too often that the person who can can embrace the discomfort further and longer than, than the other person that's next to them is the one who will more likely be able to come out on top or at least be able to... I don't know, positively influence their own performance in many different arenas, whether that's in their sport of choice, in their training, in life in general, uh, vocationally, so in in their work life, uh, hell, even in their spiritual life, you know, meditation is challenging. Meditating, sitting, uh, you know, if you're a prayer, doing things like that can be challenging to be vulnerable. Um, or just, you know, influencing your performance in whatever else is important to you, because we all have things that are different and important to us, right? Now, another caveat here is that struggling with something doesn't mean that you suck at it. I, oh man, I see this so often 
especially with mountain bikers that I work with, or even friends that I ride with who always say, for example, that they suck at climbing. I mean, they they don't suck at climbing. Their mindset about climbing is what sucks. (laughs) You know, that's the shitty thing. It's not that they think that, that they're actually a shitty climber, rather. It's the fact that they're thinking that they're a shitty climber. That's what actually sucks. So, you know, pause and think about how you talk to yourself when you when you say, ah, oh, I'm shitty at this, I'm crappy at this, I suck at this, insert, you know, whatever it is for you. Do you really think that saying you suck at climbing, for example, will make you any better at it? I'll answer that for you. It's a big fat no. <laughs> um, but do keep in mind that su- struggling with something doesn't mean that you suck at that something. It means that you're willing to put your head down and do something challenging. Climbing and doing other challenging stuff on and off the bike is hard sometimes, but by continuously challenging yourself with these things, you will continue to get better. But maybe you also need to change your mindset about some of these things in your life. And of course, that's a whole other podcast episode, but I want it to put that out there so you can at least try switching the things that you say to yourself on shitty climbs, for example, from I suck at climbing, why is everyone else climbing past me, to climbing is a challenge for me, but look at my friends power up the mountain, let me, let me chase their wheel for just a few more pedal strokes and that will help me get better. See the difference? It's those little things that can change because words are powerful. And I know you've heard me say this on other episodes, but there's a reason that I say it in in past episodes. It's because it's true. Words are very powerful. We can give them even greater power over us. And then that's more of the reason why we really need to be selective about the words that we do allow into our self-talk and allow into our lives in general. Because I want you to notice that difference in that verbiage, for example. And of course, that's just one example. And that's only because I see it fairly often, especially with climbing with mountain bikers that I work with. Or, you know, I'll, I'll often see uh, see it with folks that I train in the weight room uh, or online with my online programming. And, it, you know, they're looking at what they used to be able to deadlift two to five years ago versus what they're able to deadlift now, maybe post-injury or post some sort of traumatic experience, or maybe even just post them taking some time off. And I think looking back is not what's going to help you by looking forward or helping you push forward and and continue to progress because you're constantly going to be looking over your shoulder and looking in that past and how you've performed in the past. And that's not doing you any bit of justice. So Anyways, okay, I'll I'll stop talking about that and I'll continue talking about the main focus here and just about, you know, how and why you should embrace the suffering, whether that's on the bike, off the bike, in your training, in a race, especially, that is especially where you will notice the challenge. Uh, And also just in training rides, training, training lifts, you know, uh, it really any there's a variety of places that you can experience pain and suffering. One thing to keep in mind, when pain and suffering does rear its head in your life is that it's often just temporary. You know, this is this is something that is incredibly important to remind yourself of when you do find yourself in the pain cave, suffering away and cursing 
at yourself or at me if I'm the one that's programming for you. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. (laughs) But like everything, pain and suffering, it will always change because change is the one thing that is constant in this life is, you know, change will continually happen and things will continually change and evolve. And that's okay. Because before you even realize it, you'll be done with that last rep, that last set, that final climb up that mountain pass, or I don't know, that final interval. And then you'll be there sitting at the top and looking down at what you just accomplished. And when you're at the top, done with everything, whether it's the last rep, last pedal stroke, whatever, will you be asking yourself, could I have pushed myself a little bit harder? Don't leave that feeling of regret there hanging around. This is why it's incredibly important to embrace the suffering when you're actually in the midst of it, when you're in it. Again, be smart about it. And of course, only only push yourself if you know that you will not cause injury or, you know, death or something like that in the process. Or if you are putting your health and life in danger by risking something major, you know, like I said earlier, like heat stroke or heat exhaustion or something incredibly extreme. Because there can be a fine line sometimes, and you should follow that wholeheartedly. Um, because trust me, I've had I've had heat stroke before. It is not a fun situation. Uh, back when I lived in North Carolina in my early twenties, and you know, don't ten ten do not recommend. So it's one of those situations that be smart about it and embrace the suffering when you're in it. Change that verbiage that you're telling yourself, and then know that you want to give your all, or as much as you can in that moment. So that way you don't leave a feeling of regret kind of hanging over. But embrace the suffering and see how hard you can push and go during your next race or training session this week. All right, I, I do have a couple clients who do have uh, some final races this week, as well as, you know, just I'm trying to push my weight a little bit in the gym and things like that. So see if you can crank out a little more weight or maybe one more interval session that wasn't as slow as your last interval session. That's that's one thing I love doing is just try not to make your last interval session the slowest or the least powerful. And uh, those are just examples. Or maybe, ooh, I really like this one. Or the next time you go for a ride with friends, whether it's socially or a training ride, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Consider not stopping for a break at your usual stop, you know, at your usual spot on the trail or the road or what have you. And instead, keep going a little bit further and see how that feels. Really try to push yourself just to to get to that next stopping point. Whatever it is for you, it doesn't really matter, but I just want you to try to push yourself a little bit harder and see how much more resilient that can make you. And I would love for you to try this out this week and see how it feels in your training sessions, rides, or whatever you want to apply it to. CrossFit class, I don't really care. Um, You know, maybe if you're ready to do prescribed in your CrossFit classes, for example, you're strong enough and your form is good, that's the most important part. And, you know, you're being safe with the barbell and being safe with your gymnastics movements, for example. Great, maybe it's time to add another two and a half to five pounds, you know, maybe it's time for you to try those prescribed pull-ups or prescribed thruster weight or something like that. Whatever it is for you, just try to push yourself a little bit harder. And this is ultimately how you make 
that space between your ears and your mindset that much more resilient. And this is when you realize how and what you're truly capable of. So think about what you have ahead of you this week and think about some ways that you can just push yourself a little bit more and remind yourself that it is temporary. You know, that is that that feeling of suffering, that feeling of burning in your legs, that is temporary. That doesn't mean you should stop because oftentimes your mind will stop you before, well before your body is actually ready to stop. And I think we just need to all collectively take a deep breath and realize, great, it's temporary. I'm not going to cause myself permanent damage by pushing myself a little bit further in this next interval or lifting a little bit more weight with good form and just see what it's like. What what will happen? You push yourself and you realize, okay, maybe that was a little bit too much. I'm starting to get a little dizzy. I'm starting to not feel so well. I mean, that's like worst case scenario, right? So think about that and just think about the ways, invariable, invariable ways that you can kind of just show up and push yourself a little bit more to help you learn how to get comfortable embracing the suffering. Because the more comfort you have under practice, so in practice and training especially before race day, if you do race, and it doesn't matter if you race or not, honestly, this will make your training your training sessions that much more enjoyable, honestly. And that's that's my whole goal, is just to make your training sessions and your life in general a lot more enjoyable. So it doesn't matter what you're doing or how you're applying it in your day-to-day life, you know, in your, in your regular training sessions before race day, whether or not you race, just trying and practicing, embracing that suffering and pushing yourself a little bit further is ultimately what's going to help you not feel the, the pain and suffering as much later on. So that's why it's really important to, to just kind of sit in that pain and discomfort. And again, like I said earlier, learn to lean into it and embrace it a little bit more. So think about what you can do this week, whether that's a little bit more weight, another extra interval, not being as slow on your last interval, whatever it is for you. Think about what it is for you this week and think about how you can just add that much more resiliency to you and your mindset and your life just by making the small change and pushing yourself a little bit further, okay? I am so grateful to have you join me today. And if this episode was helpful, please, please share it on the socials and do subscribe. It it really does mean a lot to me to have your support. We are already 46 episodes in, and I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day and you embrace the suffering a little bit more this week. Okay. Okay.